0: Good morning, everyone. I'm so excited to be with you guys this morning. It's beautiful out, which is probably why it's a little thinner in here, but that's fine. People are out enjoying it. It's whatever. Um, This morning, we are getting to start a series on Jonah. And um, for the next four weeks, we will kind of get to go through the four chapters of Jonah, the life of Jonah, um, him kind of just being a brat, honestly. Like, we're being real. He's just, like, not the happiest of profits. So, um, yeah, so we'll get to go into that. Also, just to go off of camp, um, as you guys saw in that video, we are so excited that camp season is coming. And um, not only do we get to go to a new location, which means we kind of just get to do, like, new things at camp. It probably, like, it'll be still amazing and still camp, but there'll probably be things that you... Maybe aren't used to or you won't know the exact schedule hour by hour because we might just change it up on you. So we're excited for that. Um, We're excited to get to bring new things in and um, we're excited to go to a new campground that is a literal resort with like a pool and everything. So it's a plus. Um, As well as um, Ben Fleming will be our camp speaker I don't know if you guys remember him coming and speaking last year. So we'll um, get a little video made so that you guys can kind of get to meet him. And maybe we'll have him come speak at summer night so you can get to see him in person again. Uh, so we're really excited for camp. As well as inviting people to camp is huge. That's why we have those little um, cards that you can pass out to people. And they're cute, which is a plus, because Ismari made them. So give it up for Ismari really quick also while we're at it. <laughs> Okay, let's get started. Um, We are going to start in Jonah. So um, kind of a random little spot in the Bible, but short little book. And we will be reading out of Jonah 1, and we'll kind of be flipping back through there throughout the message. So if you want to keep it open and ready, that would be amazing. And we'll just start from the beginning, because why not? So um, now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying oh it's up there arise go to Nineveh that great city and call out against it for their evil has come up before me but Jonah rose to flee to tarshish from the presence of the lord he went down to joppa and found a ship going to tarshish tarsh that's so hard tarshish so he paid the fare and went down into it to go to to go with them to tarshish away from the presence of the lord but the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship threatened to break up. Then the mariners were afraid, and each cried out to the God, to their gods, and they hurled the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten it up for them. But Jonah had gone down into the inner part of the ship, and had lain down and was fast asleep. So the captain came and said to him, What do you mean, you sleeper? Arise, call out to your God. Perhaps the God will give a thought to us that we may not perish. Um, this story is so interesting because, first of all, Jonah, to give you a little background, Jonah is a prophet. He's not just a guy who is chilling in Nineveh and being asked by some voice that he's never heard to go do something. He's a prophet, which means that he's heard from the voice of the Lord and that he has relationship with the Lord. So um, just in this story, it's very interesting because it flips upside down everything that we're used to seeing. We're used to seeing prophets walking with God and telling other people about Jesus. And were used to sailors. Most sailors in that time were not followers of Jesus. They were pagan sailors who um, never n- knew the name of Jesus and didn't really care to or call out to the Lord very often. So we're seeing them then in turn flipping and repenting to God. So the whole story is kind of an interesting one that's not like most stories in the Bible. If you um, read through it, it's just a very interesting um, way that it's re- represented. So um, the first chapter, which we're going to talk about this morning, is about Jonah, as we read, and um, being on the ship and then actually being hurled into the water. So um, he boards the ship. Well, first, he in the very first chapter, um, the Lord is talking about where he should go. And just to give you guys a little idea of how far Nineveh was from Tarshish, I think we have a picture of the map. There it is. Um, so if you see... That arrow, big red arrow, is pointing to Nineveh. But at the base of it is Joppa, where he got on the boat and literally went 2,500 miles. That's where he was going to go all the way to Tarshish. Whereas Nineveh is far. It's 500 miles. But he is going, like, five times... Is that correct math? Who knows? Um, Thanks, Mom. Um, Five times as far to go to Tarshish, which is just the complete opposite. So he, like, didn't even stay where he was. Or go to where he was being called. But he went as far as possible on land to get away from where God was calling him. So just for visual people like I am, so you guys can see. Um, So his first instinct is to run. And so my first point that we're going to go into is, what ship are you running to? Um, In verse 3, it says, he went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. He paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. As soon as he decided to go the opposite direction, there was a ship waiting for him. As soon as he thought in his mind, well, he didn't really actually think about it. He didn't give any time to the idea or the plan that God was calling him to. But there was something waiting for him to go the opposite direction. And isn't that so true in our lives, that when we decide to go away from the presence of the Lord, there is something waiting for us so quick? so easy to take us the exact opposite direction of where we are called to. Um, there are so many things fighting for our attention that when we shouldn't be surprised when it's easy to turn to something so quick that can get off the complete track of what we've been called to. What would happen instead of getting on that ship that we're so quick to get onto? Um, instead of doing that, we ran to the Lord. And we ran to his presence. And maybe he's calling us to things that are really intimidating and scary to walk into. But I think that he's so quick to give us steps and not just to overwhelm us with what he has for us. So um, we sometimes don't want to admit that we are unable um, to be in certain situations. Um, There's certain ships that we might be going towards that maybe um, maybe for you it's addiction. Maybe it is um, a relationship that you know you're not supposed to be in. Maybe it is um, something as simple as social media that isn't necessarily taking you on a complete distraction or a complete different path, but it's distracting you from what the Lord has. I realized recently um, just Instagram is not meant to be bad, and don't hear me like I'm trying to hate on Instagram because honestly it's fun and you get to brag about your friends and everything you do, which is amazing. But I think it is so easy for us to get caught up in it and to just like scroll. How many of you have like been scrolling? Some of you are probably doing it right now for being honest with ourselves um, <clears throat> for hours and then you get done and you're like, Cool there all my time went like you don't leave that being refreshed and like oh wow I'm so glad I spent an hour and a half two hours scrolling looking at other people's lives and doing absolutely nothing with my own like I feel really good about that decision like that doesn't happen and I think I'm saying this because I I'm speaking from experience I'm not like oh you shouldn't do this I'm like well you shouldn't do this because I've done this and I just know that there's not a lot of fruit from it but um and what that does is it it keeps us in this space of not necessarily, like, going this complete opposite direction, but it keeps us in this space that doesn't help us walk into what God has called us to. It The enemy so loves to just keep us in kind of, like, this middle ground of just distraction from what the Lord has. He doesn't really care, like... If, like how bad of things we're doing as long as we're not doing what the Lord has for us. And so it's so something so simple as that that I think we have to honestly just be aware of. We have to be aware that there are things that can grab our attention. And maybe for you it's something way more intense that you know you run to, that you know... Um, when the Lord calls you to things, that you run to this. Maybe it's a person that isn't healthy in your life. Maybe it's an addiction that you've been trying to stop, but you just can't. And those are the things that are always going to be right there waiting for us. They're always going to be ready for us to get on board and to go the opposite direction of where he's called us to go. And so, um, yeah, we'll get to kind of spend some time sitting in that and thinking more of, like, what. What exactly the ship is that we 're running to, um, but the next uh, sp- sorry, the next point is the cost of disobedience goes beyond ourselves um, in verse oh sorry, by making the decision to go on the boat, Jonah didn't just decide for himself that he was going to disobey God, but he put all of those sailors in danger of what was going to happen. He knew what he was supposed to be doing, and he knew he was doing the exact opposite of it. And it wasn't just going to affect him and the outcome of who he was, but it was going to affect the people that he was around. Um, the sailors were not men who would be considered um, men of God or following Jesus or knowing their Lord. But they knew in that storm that there was a power that was not of a normal storm. And these sailors they're not like, it's not like their first time going out in the water. It's not like they're new to it. Like they know that there's going to be storms. They know there's going to be wind and waves, but they could feel it in that storm that there was a different power, that there was a divine power in that storm. And, um, in verse 11, it says, then they said to him, what shall we do that the sea may quiet down for us? For the sea grew more and more tempestuous. He said to them, pick me up and hurl me into the sea, and the sea will quiet down for you. For I know it is because of me and that this has come upon you. Nevertheless, the men rowed hard to get back to dry land, but they could not, for the sea grew more and more. Even when they, he said, this is because of me, like, hurl me overboard, they continued to fight to get back to land. They didn't want to take the easy route of throwing him overboard because they knew that it would have effects on them. That's not just like, Jonah wasn't like, I'll just jump over. He was like, no, throw me over, which in turn meant that the blood of Jonah would be on these sailors' hands. He was essentially asking them to make a sacrifice of not only him to get him off the boat, but to take responsibility for that. And so in turn, they tried to sail through and get out of it, but they couldn't. Um, we have people in our lives that we choose to. Um, when we choose to walk away from the call, um, we choose to affect, have them affected, affected by it. There are people in our life that, um, when we chose, choose to go the other way, they are also affected by our disobedience. Um, we may look at this and wonder how we could put men that didn't even know Jesus. Um, but I think there are those of us in this room that are taking away from those around you. That by the choices you're making, you're also taking others with you in those. And that it's not just about the choice that, is, that you're making and that's on your life. It's about other things affecting. Um, quick little story time. When I was growing up, I have a twin brother that a lot of you know, which I feel like I often talk about in sermons, but it's always a great analogy to bring in family. Um, and growing up, honestly, it was great. It was like built in best friend and then I would get all of his friends as well. So it's just a bunch of friends. We're all just hanging out and we got along, which was a plus. Um, but it was interesting. If any of you know Eli, you know that he is, um, he's very hardworking. He's very integrous and like just a solid dude all around. Quick brag about my twin. Um, but growing up, I think I was thinking about how have I like seen people affected by my decisions? And there were honestly a lot of times that we would be like at I don't know a party or I don't know somewhere where I could have decided to make like certain decisions, but because Eli was there, he was like my accountability and. <laughs> um, because the truth is, if I would have decided to do something or, like, I don't know. We had it pretty easy, if I'm being honest, because we were the youngest. So my two older siblings just, like, paved the way for us. And we were just, honestly, were chilling. But <laughs> if we decided to um, walk in whatever we wanted to or ignore whatever was going on, if I made that decision, then Eli would be affected by that. Because even though he wasn't making the decision, he would probably, like, it would probably change how strict our parents would have been. It would probably change um, just the way that he was seen because how I acted. And yes, that's family, but I think it goes the same with the people that we're around. We affect the how other people um, maybe receive Jesus, how other people... Um, Maybe we portray Jesus in a certain way that affects how they um, are able to walk through different things. And I think it's so interesting that growing up in that, I could have chosen to be like, whatever, like, I'll do whatever I want. But um, that Eli was just kind of, he never really said anything. He wasn't like super like you can't do bad things. But he was just like there and his presence was just like, okay, I'm just going to walk in this instead of doing that other thing that I would rather do. Um, Which is just like Jonah. And Jonah decided, he actually decided to do the opposite. He decided that it didn't matter what anyone else was going through. It didn't matter what they would have to go through. It didn't matter the severity of the situation because he ultimately wanted to walk away and walk away from the Lord and his plans. Um, The third point I have is um, he has a plan for us to return. It's crazy. (laughs) Just the story of Jonah, honestly, it's pretty controversial because people are like, how could this be real? Like a fish literally swallowing a human, but not eating the human. Like he just hangs out there for three days. Like that just doesn't sound real. But the truth is that the Lord will do whatever it takes for you to return back home and return back to your plan even if it means holding you in the belly of a fish for three days um and three nights for you to be able to be spit out on the ground sorry that's in the coming weeks that'll be to come i won't ruin it for everyone else but he has a plan for you and he wants what's best for you and he wants you to return to what you're going through and it said um in verse 17 the last verse and the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. I love the word um, used, that he appointed a fish. That it wasn't like, oh, this random fish was huge and could just hold Jonah. And God's like, oh, praise God, that was there so Jonah doesn't die. <laughs> like, he appointed. He was like, okay, your job is a fish today is going to be holding this human. Like, what? <laughs> God's kind of crazy sometimes, if we're being honest. But so cool that he was willing, um, that he was just ready. He knew Jonah was going to do crazy things. He wasn't surprised by the actions that Jonah chose to do. He knew that they were coming. He knew that he was going to continue to try and run away. And that's where Jesus chose to meet him. He chose to meet him in the ocean, in the bottom of this whale. That's where he chose to be with him. And that's where he wants to be with us. He's not surprised by our actions. I think we're so quick to think, oh my gosh, even recently, I feel like I was in a situation where I felt like it's chaos. Like there's so much going on. There's so much change. There's so much this and that. And like, okay, God's going to come in. Like he'll parachute in and he'll rescue us. Like he'll be here. He'll be gracious. He'll be peace. But the Lord spoke to me in that. And he said, yes, I'll be there for you but I planned this. I knew that this was going to happen. I'm not surprised by this. I'm not shocked by this all happening. I'm so aware of this, and I'm so ready to use you in this. He's so ready to use us no matter what, no matter that he was on this boat. Also, Jonah, like, pretty much said that he was a follower of Jesus, but didn't give anyone a warning that, like, He was actually completely disobeying Jesus. It says in there that they asked, like, who are you? Who is your God? What is this evil coming from? Because they knew that it was because of Jonah, that it was happening. And he said, um, what verse is that? Sorry. (laughs) Um, It says, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. He literally said that he feared the Lord and all of these things, but never once told them, like, oh, yeah, but also the Lord told me to go this way, and I got on this boat instead. So that's probably why all of this is going down right now. No, he was like, oh, yeah, like, it's probably my God. And kind of painted Jesus and and the Lord and like this bad picture of, like, he is this evil one, when really Jonah was the one who was going off and doing his own thing. And, sorry, that wasn't in my notes at all. But um, I think it, we're so easy to to have all this power to walk in in what the Lord has called us to. But sometimes we can't admit when we're actually going the opposite direction. We want to paint this mask that, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, I go to church um, I'm doing like, I'm here on a Sunday morning. I'm, I go to Thursday nights too, but we don't want to admit that deep down, like when we're at school or when we're really with our friends, that we're doing all of these other things that we're going in the exact opposite direction. And that makes it really hard when, um, there are people in your life that want to follow Jesus. That makes it really hard for them to see who Jesus really is. Cause we are called to walk in that. We are called to walk in, um, just the plan that he is giving us. And so I think it's so important um, for us to just be able to come and just to be able to be honest with ourselves. And we don't have it all together. I don't have it all together. My family's here, they can tell you that. Like um, us pastors and leaders, we don't have it all together. But where growth happens is when we're able to admit that we don't have it all together, that we aren't going in the calling of the Lord. And that's when we're able to come around each other and change the trajectory of where we're going. Um, He is so loving and gracious and how the Lord is so loving and how he does it. And he's waiting so, so patiently. He's never, um, yeah, he's just patient in how he waits for us and how he Um, waits for the plan that he knows is so good for us to actually see that and be able to walk in that. Um, So this morning, Deb, you can go ahead and come on up. Um, We are just going to take a minute to um, sit. If everyone could put away their phones and their journals, that would be awesome. Distractions, you know, we chatted about it. Um, This morning, we're just going to take a minute to uh, really... Give space for the Lord to speak to us, and maybe even just give space for you to slow down for like a couple minutes in your busy weeks and your busy schedules um, and everything that's going on this week. And so, um, what we're just going to do as Deb plays, and then we'll be able to end in worship, is we're just going to take a minute to think about um, what ship we're running to. What is that one thing that you know? is the opposite of where God has you. And let me tell you, when you're able to go the opposite direction, it is so, so good. God has so much in store for you and he truly does have a plan for you as I spoke um, two weeks ago. He has a will for your life that he is just waiting for us to be able to step into. So this morning, um, I'm just going to give you guys a couple minutes uh, to maybe ask the Lord... Um, how to step in the other direction? Maybe um, you're like, "Oh, I don't know what that thing is." Maybe ask the Lord to reveal something in your life that He hasn't called you to. Maybe you're um, carrying something that He never called you to carry. Maybe you're running to something that He no longer wants you to run to. So go ahead and take the next um, couple minutes.